0: All right, it's time for another episode of Believe Me, which of course is brought to you by our friends and sponsors over at BetOnline. Head on over to BetOnline.ag for the latest lines, odds, news, and developments and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your first time, one-time deposit match of up to 50%. Any deposit between 50 and $1,000, BetOnline will match up to 50% of it with the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V over at BetOnline.ag it's where the games begin. All right. That's Brandon Lang. That's Cordell Stewart. I'm Joe Sorallo. It is the first episode of Believe Me of 2023. And gentlemen, we are starting the year on a winning note. Last week, six games turns into five because of what happened Monday night between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Brandon went four and one. Cordell went three and two. We've got winners all around. But the biggest story of the week, what I just alluded to, the DeMar Hamlin situation. Cordell. I got to ask you first, as a former player yourself, what's going through your mind when you saw that happen Monday night?
1: Well, honestly, I was on a Zoom call taking care of some business, and I just saw both coaches at one point in time having a discussion and seeing Diggs, kind of in his frustrating mode, you know, trying to figure out – I'm assuming it could have been a call or some sort. And then within minutes, you see Booger McFarlane on ESPN speaking about how he's never seen something like this. And the energy in the room right there on the studio was so – so docile, if you will, like really quiet and reserved, and nothing being said. And all of a sudden, I end up seeing it through social media—the uh the hit uh, that Demar Hamlin ended up putting on the player, and, and him falling to the ground on top of the helmet. Before you know, he gets up, kind of stumbles a little bit, and then collapses. And then when seeing the collapse and I'm identifying what it was, I was like, "Cause we've seen two of this year, right, on the field against the Buffalo Bills early right. in the season, collapse, right. stumble." But never thought it was to the extent of what we ended up finding out as time progressed. And I thought it was the the, the right thing to do in a sense of the players and what they saw, uh, the impact that it had on everyone. Seeing a player there on the ground, finding out that he was he left us and came back and left us a couple times, and you know, meaning life, uh, it was it was beyond me, and and uh, it kind of hit me a certain way because I was a player too at one point in time and took some really vicious hits but never had to deal with that. And to know that those players saw it, America saw it, we as people saw it, his family saw it, uh, those close to him saw that. Um, you had to do nothing but extend your hand in prayer and and uh, you know hope the young man was good, but we know he's better now and, and, and happy to hear that.
0: Right, it's been three days and he's moving his hands, he's moving his feet. He's not speaking yet, but he was able to write his oxygen levels, his vitals are back. So certainly us, us all at Believe are uh, very happy with the good news that DeMar Hamlin's doing well. Brandon, you were the big winner last week. So we're going to start this week with you. One seed implications on the line. Some Saturday football. Kansas City headed to Vegas to take on the Raiders. And the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites in this one. Brandon, they haven't covered a single divisional game yet this year. They're the only team in football. Which side are you on? Quickly, I don't care what anybody says.
2: Since he was going to blow them out. (laughs) It started with winning the coin toss. It started with taking the ball, which nobody does. And that was basically Zach and Joe Burrow saying, We want the ball. We're going to go score and go up seven nothing. And there's nothing going to do about it. And six plays later, it was seven nothing. They go down, and kick a field goal. Three plays later, they're over midfield and they're about to score again. They basically were saying the secondary of the Bills, which I've called overrated all year, mm-hmm. can't hold Boyd Higgins, Jamar. The tight end came back. And you could see it. It was going to be a high scoring game, but Cincy's offense was doing whatever they wanted, and I'm pissed because Carolina was a bad beat. The Bengals were going to cover that, and it would have been, would have been the first six and zero on the podcast uh, and the show for the year. So, and it also cost me twelve thousand. Not that good. Um, it's so all- that you know, always, always the white man always gets shafted. It's just, it's the truth. The the white gambler always gets shafted. I'm just, (laughs) it's my job to give a gambling perspective and not a player perspective about the guy falling down. And, and I I will go on record and say this, if they could have got the dude in the ambulance and then brought out the defibrillators there, they still play the game. But when you got actual players watching a guy being revived on the field with defibrillators, that's where everybody went cuckoo for cocoa Post. I really believe that. I said if if, if 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 the action would have taken place in the ambulance, that's a different story. It, you know, his heart stopped on the way to the the hospital, and they had to use the defibrillators. But I'm compassionate to know that if I'm a player and I'm looking at a player, and they got to break those things out, and the violent shock of the heart and clear and all that stuff we see on TV, that was shocking enough. But it's sad because Cincinnati wins that game and they win next week. If the Raiders had upset. The Chiefs, um, you're looking at them getting the one seed, worst case scenario, two seed, two home games. So that sucks, but I'll say it again this week. The Raiders plus the points. I said on this show last week, and and you guys thought I was crazy. Jared Stidman is a better quarterback and a better fit for this offense than Carl. He was with Josh McDaniels in New England five years. I'm telling you. He shredded the number one defense in the NFL, and they're going to have a big day. They're going to show up. They're going to play. Give me the Raiders plus the points.
0: Cordell, how about you here? You, uh, you buy in with Jarrett Stidham and selling after taking San Fran to overtime? You know, look, normally I don't like Kansas City as a double digit favorite, but they've covered two in a row minus 15 and a half against the Rams, minus 10 and a half against Seattle. Can they, even though they're technically not double digit favorites, can they cover this nine and a half point number, win this by 10 or more?
1: So I'll say this. When you don't have enough film on someone and they actually come out and play, you're going to get that shock effect of what is he capable of doing in comparison to the last guy? The They've Brock been Murray, preparing for the last guy. Yes. they Yes. It, it, exactly. So when you, when you think of who's been a quarterback for the Raiders for years, when it comes to San Fran playing or anyone playing against them, it's been Derek Carr and he's been an ept without having a defense or even having an offense, if you will, of a, of a marquee player, not making excuses, but he hadn't been able to be consistent enough to actually win. I think the newness of who this quarterback is with the Raiders is over with. I think the Chiefs actually are playing for something. I think they probably went honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> I think they go a 0.5 of a point over what they say the coverage is. 10 points. I told you last time what the Steelers was going to win by. I'm going to tell you what the chiefs are going to win by the chiefs are going to win by 10 points. And they're going to beat this Raiders team. I don't care about the newness of matching the offense or you know all that great stuff. Okay, but the newness of this player has now. There's a book out on him, and I think because of that, I think the Chiefs end up winning by more than two points. Joe, you ever watch a-
0: Family Feud? Uh, my favorite you show. And of family, course, when the
1: family
2: gives a good answer, good answer, good answer, good answer. And everybody claps, and Harvey goes to the board. Right. There's this sound. <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Yeah, you know, I I hear what you're trying to say. Just because because Brandon threw threw that in there.
0: Just because Brandon hit you with the buzzer, Cordell, I want to go against him. But nine and a half points. Kansas City, they've gone up big several times this year, and they've let teams back into games late. Look at what they've done both times against Denver, double-digit leads that the Broncos end up covering. I just Mm -hmm. I I see the Raiders covering this one. Kansas City wins, no doubt in my mind, but Patrick Mahomes against the Raiders, he's eight and one straight up, just five Mm -hmm. and four against the spread. I think the Chiefs win, the Raiders cover. I'm with Brandon. How about game two? Saturday Night Football, Titans, Jaguars. Winner wins the AFC South, and the Jags are six-point favorites in this one. Cordell, which side are
1: you on? Every win they've covered. I'm planning on seeing this team win, and I actually end up seeing them cover. I don't think Josh Dobbs, within a week and some change or so, is going to be able to master this offense. Yeah, we could talk about running the game with Henry and all that great stuff. Yeah, Dobbs, he's mobile. He's mobile. He can make plays with his feet. But this Jaguars team that I've been talking about for the last month or so, that's actually just, just making moves and just doing outstanding things offensively and particularly and defense, playing with a tremendous amount of energy. I'm going with the Jags and this one over the Titans. They're playing in the land of duo. I'm going with the Jags.
0: Nothing you like to to do more than drop a Duval on this show, Cordell. Brandon, you always say, winners go with streaks, losers go against them. Jacksonville's won and covered four straight. Tennessee's lost and failed to cover six straight. You're going to stick with your own words here, Brandon? Good answer, Cordell. Good answer. (laughs) Good answer, Cordell. Good answer.
2: You can bet your children's unborn children's children on the Jacksonville Jaguars you go to houston last week with nothing to play for the game meant nothing you could have lost by a hundred and still came back this week and beat the titans and got into the playoffs and they went down there and played with an intensity as if their mother was being held hostage and if they didn't win that game their mom dies they blew the doors off that and now coming back home where last year when they had nothing to play for and the Colts rolled in there trying to win and get in the playoffs and they blew the doors off the Colts. They are going to blow the doors off Tennessee. Tennessee is done. They've been done. And now they go get a guy off the Lions practice squad and say, go win us a game on the road in the NFL. Are you serious? Jags by 15. I'm just kidding, but they'll win by three touchdowns.
0: Uh, I'm with both of you. I think this might be the lock of the week. I can't believe the collapse we're seeing from a Mike Vrabel-led team, but Jacksonville, what a turnaround. Year two for Trevor Lawrence. They might be able to actually win this division. Let's get on to game three. It's a team we were just talking about not long ago, the Buffalo Bills. They're hosting the New England Patriots. They are seven-point favorites. A full touchdown plus the extra point over New England in this one. So many things to unpack here. The emotional aspect, playing for DeMar, now that they know he's okay. The fact that New England is stumbling. Buffalo's owned them in their last six matchups. Brandon, which side are you on?
2: I'm going to take the dog. And it, it goes again to, I'm just not a believer in the Buffalo Bills defense. When I saw Miami go in there, playing their third straight road game, spent two weeks on the West Coast, then flew back to the East Coast, then flew up there in very cold weather, put up 188 yards on the ground. Two a through for 267. They put up 29 points and the Bills could not stop Miami offensively. This Bills defense is one of the most overrated defenses in the NFL. They are banged up. Now this kid's out. That's another man down. They're already band- down two other guys in that secondary. I think New England's going to we'll be able to run the football and keep this game close. I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots plus the seven by the half point. Let's make sure we get seven and a half. And Cordell can go on about the emotional aspect of whatever NFL has to overcome. But I just think there has to be a hangover. Yeah, you can say he's fine. He's going to make it. Let's go win win for the Gipper. But there's an emotional drain that they're going to have to overcome here. And I think it's too much.
0: Crudeau, what do you think? Do you think that Hamlin's injury and what the Bills just had to witness Monday night works against them? Or do you think it works in their favor and they blow the doors off New
1: England? The good thing about sports, right, is you need to use something or have something to help you get to another place. This can be a tough one, right? This is a double-edged sword, right? Because this is an emotion that's a little different than the one that's told to a player that you're not good enough or you suck. You know, this this is a little different. Even though this Bills team is five and six against this team uh, over the last, but covering four of those six, this is going to be a tough one for Buffalo. Honestly, this is going to be a tough one for Buffalo. Even as bad as we've seen this New England Patriots team play in, in so many games over the this past year, but finding ways to get it done late in it. Uh, they have the Bills minus seven in this one. I'm going to stick with them. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Bills in this one. Uh, I think they know how to beat this team. Uh, yes, they've been banged up since week one, losing their their best secondary player in their safety position, playing against the Miami Dolphins on the road in Miami. But they still found ways to get it done. I think they use this as as, as, a, as a boost, if you will, to do it for DeMar. Uh, so I, I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I'm not going to fall off of it because of an emotion and say they can't get it done. I'm going to stick with them and say because of that emotion They still actually go out and get it done, and they actually win by more than seven points.
0: And I'm going to stick with Cordell on this one. I mean, you look at the way the Bills have played against New England, those last six matchups, five wins by an average of over 20 points per win. I just think Buffalo right now has New England's number they have for the last three, four years. And I think the emotional aspect in this one, Brandon, (laughs) I can't go with you every time, Brandon. First time I go against you, you get mad at me. How about I the fourth it. game? The other team that was playing Monday night, the Cincinnati Bengals, seven-point favorites, just like Buffalo, against the Baltimore Ravens, who, by the way, had Buffalo somehow come back and beaten Cincinnati on Monday night, Baltimore would be playing for the division title in this game. So that's a little plot twist, too, to keep in mind. But two teams that hate each other, bitter rivals, both going to the playoffs. Cordell, starting with you. Does Cincinnati win this one by seven or more, or do the Ravens keep it close?
1: Huntley has opportunities and shows a glimpse of really good football at times. This Bengals team is on fire. I mean, early in the show, we heard B-Love mention, you know, how fired up with the tight ends and the receivers and how they're playing on defense, how they're running the football. They're pretty much moving and working on all cylinders right now. The Ravens, they don't know what they want to do. Who, Lamar, is he coming back? Is he playing in this game? We're going to say yes, but is he going to be 100%? We may say no. Is Huntley going to be good enough? Pick one. I still don't think they're good enough to beat this Bengals team. The Bengals are on fire right now. And knowing if they get the win, they win a division. And also they give a chance to, for themselves to have that first week off, let's say that, and then all of a sudden they have a chance to 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 have some momentum moving to the postseason to take care of some unfinished business, which is, one, getting back to a Super Bowl, but most importantly actually winning it. This, has, this game has more on it than it is of a loss if they were actually – I'm going with the Bengals. I, I'm done. I'm going with the Bengals.
0: Cordell, four for four on favorites. Brandon, which side are you on here? What does ATM
2: stand for? No, don't go there. We, we know where that other aspect of <laughs> ATM stands for. What does it stand for in banking terms? What does it stand for? I'm
1: listening. Go ahead. It's your story. Go ahead. Tell the story. Let's listen. To
2: automated it. teller machine, ATM. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And the number one automated teller machine in the NFL Is the Cincinnati Bengals. Their last 13 games, they're 12 and one against the spread. Number one mark in the NFL. Last year, they closed the year, regular season, covering six straight games. They've covered 18 of their 19 regular season games. You could have taken $1,000 and just rode that. You have $16,000 and change. I think you need to learn your lesson that you either play Cincinnati or stay away. Joe Burrows is a money-making machine. Print that dough, Joe. Print that dough, Joe. Give me the Bengals. Buy the half point, lay six and a half. You'll be fine on Sunday.
0: There you have it. By the way, if you're into teasers, I think this is, you know, find another game to pair it with. This is the teaser lock of the century. If you want to take it down from minus seven to Jacks minus Bengals. one. Jazz Bengals. Jazz Bengals, Jazz Bengals, Jags Bengals, Jags Bengals, Jazz Bengals. There you go. Jaguars, Bengals, six point teaser. How you doing? Make some money. Brandon, back to you on this one. Cause I know Cordell can't wait to get at it. So I'm just going to make him wait a little longer. Browns, oh. Steelers in Pittsburgh, Steelers are two and a half point favorites <laughs> and shocker shocker the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance to make the playoffs when everyone wrote them off yet again
2: the magic of Mike Tomlin never had a losing record as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers they're sitting there at six and eight they're trailing the Raiders with two and a half minutes to go and they go on a game saving drive and win the game with 42 six 46 seconds to go seven and eight Last week at Baltimore, they play like garbage the whole game. Oh my! Franco Harris can't help them here. Mike's looking at seven and nine, and just over two minutes to go, they go on another game-saving drive and score. Now they're eight and eight. If you think they win two games like that, and then Mike Tomlin's going to suffer his first losing season with a home loss to the Browns, it ain't happening. Lay the two and a half. If it goes to three, buy it back down. At worst. The Steelers win by a field goal. They get to nine and eight, and Coach T does it again and gets another winning season. Unbelievable, Cordell. It's all yours.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you gave it all. You said it. All. <laughs> I, you know, this team was two and six at one point in time, yeah. right? And I, and I talk about. It. There's a show I do in Pittsburgh every week, and these guys are killing them. Right? I mean, I like that sock. Kenny Pickett should have been picked as the what, the 20th pick overall in the draft. Should they have gone with, with the other kid, Willis? Uh, uh You know, as Coach Tomlin, is he just jarring it up with the media all the time? He's used all these big words, and his wordplay is, is about as good as the dictionary when it comes to trying to find one, right? But let me tell you something, man. Those last two games that we've had a chance to witness this team play, you mentioned the Raiders, you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens. And you know who this is big for when it comes to winning that way? The quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Yep. He needed that confidence to allow him to understand this game is not really as hard as he thought it was, right? If they're in reach to winning, I'm going to say right now, I'm riding with them, 100%. I've been riding all year. Even when they were two and six, I was riding with them. This team, the Browns won't get in their way. And they're going to let the rest kind of the chips fall where they may to determine their faith of getting in. But they're not going to let anything get in their way for winning this game. Can he pick it the way he's played? But most importantly, as you mentioned, Coach Tomlin done an outstanding job of keeping these guys together. They went just because. I mean, hey, if I didn't like them and I had to be honest and tell the truth about I didn't like them, I have to lie and tell you I love them. I mean, the Steelers are doing really good, and I'm proud to be one. And uh, they're going to win this game by at least a touchdown more.
0: Called you crazy when they were 2-6 and six and you were riding with them, Cordell. Now you look like a damn genius. Steelers minus 2.5, we're all on board. Game of the week time. The Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, Sunday night football at Lambeau Field. This could be a win and in. It will be a win and in for pa- uh, for the Green Bay Packers. If Seattle loses, it'll be a win and in for both teams to get the 7 seed in the NFC. Green Bay's on a ridiculous run. Brandon, starting with you, they're 4.5 point favorites. How do you see this one unfolding?
2: The Detroit Lions were the hottest team in the NFL, riding high, rolled into Carolina and gave up 2,470 yards rushing to the Carolina Panthers. Close oh, to- wait, another 80-yard run by the Panthers. Oh, wait, there's another 50-yard. Oh, wait, there's another 60-yard run by Panthers. Oh, wait, there's another. It was one of the most embarrassing performances by a defense I'd ever seen. Then they turn around, they go back home, and in Ford Field, they look like they're the best defense in the NFL and they blow out the Bears. Here's the problem: you're going into Lambeau. Minnesota just found out. There's two things that don't happen in the regular season, Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose. 16 and in, 0 in December and in January with Matt LaFleur. 16 and 0. Lions can't stop the run. There are different team outdoors in this situation. And right now, I don't think you can go against this Packer team. And I'm going to go on record and tell you, when Green Bay wins this game on Sunday and gets in the playoffs, I would not want to play this team right now. Because here comes A-Rod. He's going to do it again. He's going to make some noise. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And they have the kind of team with the way their defense is playing. Don't sleep on this team. I love Detroit. I love Dan Campbell. I love the story. Their defense isn't good enough to win this game for them, and their offense outdoors with what we saw at Carolina, just not enough to get it done.
0: So four and a half or more, or do the Lions at least keep it close, Brandon?
2: No. Lay it with Green Bay. So they went by
0: They went by 10 or more. Going with the favorite. Cordell, how about you?
1: I tell you what. The Lions have won, what, seven of the last nine and covered, what, eight of the last nine? Correct me I'm wrong. Something like that? Um you know, I think we watched the Lions play, uh what was the Giants? uh, there in, in New York. Uh, I don't think they fared. I mean, I thought they were – they did win that game. Didn't it? correct me if I'm wrong? The Lions they, blew they, them The out.
0: Lions, Lions
1: blew the Giants out. All I'm saying is this. This is a funny team in the Lions, right? No one anticipated their offense being be in the conversations of being one of the top scoring offenses in the game when it comes to being able to put it up whenever they needed to. The coach, you know, his energy is kind of coach cowerish, you know, kind of tough, scrowling kind of guy that that keeps his team in the games. And they've been in every game, right? They've been in every game. They won games that we didn't think they were supposed to win. But Green Bay has found some type of mojo. I don't know what you want to call it. And I know we're l- relying on uh their quarterback and Aaron Rodgers to to just do the Lambo leap, type, you know, discount double check type magic. This is a great game to watch, man. And you know what? I haven't rolled with this dude all year. Uh, you know, this is going to be my second week in row to do it. I'm going to go with the Packers, man. I, I, if I had to say who's going to get it, to, to let this be the implications of of how this works. I think the star of, uh, of Aaron Rodgers actually comes to fruition, bro. And they actually beat him, probably beat him by, by, I would say, uh, Two touchdowns, to be honest with you, because it's going to wow. be pretty
0: cold this weekend. Wow. The experts yeah. are in agreement. Not just a Green Bay win, but a double digit Green Bay win. I'm shocked. Gentlemen, 10 seconds or less on this one. We usually do a surprise me segment, but we've got the college football national championship game Monday night. Georgia is a 12 and a half point favorite. Brandon, starting with you, which side are you on, Georgia or TCU? TCU plus seven
2: and a half first half. TCU plus seven and a half first Ooh. half. Maybe eight. You watch them hang around in the first half against the Georgia Bulldogs.
0: Cordo, what about you for
2: the? Teach four me game? how to
1: dug it. Teach, teach me how to dug Teach me how to dug I'm going with Max Duggan, baby. I'm going with TCU. Let's go.
0: I love it. We're all in the horn frog zone. Believe me, guys. We'll see you next week for some NFL playoff
1: action. Thank you for listening to Believe.